Well, his name is Ryan and he can't wipe his ass. Let me tell you one thing, he'll sure make you laugh. He's a comic by night and he's really quite the lad. And I bet that you'll find his comedy's pretty rad. He likes Wu-Tang and Star Wars and boobs, to name a few. He'll tell you all about it while he takes a poo. Now on to the show, it's time for some laughs from Ryan LaChance. And the people who wipe my ass There we go. What's up, fuckers? It's your boy, Ryan. Welcome to episode one of Ryan LaShawns and the people that wipe my ass. I'm with my beautiful co-host, Angie. Hey, guys. I'm Angie, and I've wiped Ryan's ass, and we don't have a clue what we're doing. She means the podcast, not wiping my ass, because she actually wipes my ass pretty good. <laughs> I do a great job. Yes. Ryan uses premium wet wipes to wipe his ass, yes. so... Because comfort is important. <laughs> no, I mean, we don't know what we're doing. We're trying to figure this podcast out. We are playing around with the technicalities. I have no idea what I'm doing, and I am open to feedback. If anybody out there has any tips or anything that they think that they could help out, you know, I just... They should go fuck themselves. <laughs> and I just moved the mic too far from my face. Because I was really enthusiastic about saying that. (laughs) You just think everybody should keep their opinions to themselves? Okay, okay. No, 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 for real. If you got tips, I'm open to them. I'm open to them. But we're going to spend the first um, episode, the first couple of episodes, getting to know Ryan, getting to know me. Um, And I've got a bit of questions for you, Ryan. I was wondering, you know what? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Let everybody get to know you a bit. What she means by that is basically explain why we're doing the podcast. <laughs> All right. My name is Ryan. I'm a professional stand-up comedian from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And I have quad spastic cerebral palsy, which combines me to a power wheelchair. And we're in the middle of a po- pandemic, and I needed something to do with my time other than telling dick, do- dick jokes to strangers in the grocery store lineups while they're wearing their masks <laughs> because comedians are having a hard time finding work right now and the world needs a little more laughter. So Angie and I like to get together and have pretty in-depth conversations and we both decided that we should maybe record some of it and see if people like it. So that's what birthed this podcast um yeah we just hope that um we can give everybody a little insight into ryan's world he's a stand-up comedian i've worked for ryan i've done stand-up with ryan um we've spent a lot of time together and we'd really love to share his experience and see if you know people out there like what they have to hear yeah and i'm also here because i wanted to give a voice to to some people that don't always get a chance to speak up for themselves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Yeah, so what's a day look like for you, Ryan? What does a day in the life of Ryan look like? To be honest with you, these days, it's a lot different than days past um, because of the pandemic and everything and the fact that everything kind of is in lockdown and everybody kind of sticks to themselves. It's a little different than it used to be. And plus, over the last year and a bit, 
on top of the pandemic, I've also been de- dealing with a severe ankle injury, which inhibits my ability to perform a lot of the time. So for the last year and a bit, I've been on the shelf uh, doing shows here and there where I can and um, just trying to get through every day. Uh, I deal with, with my disability. I have a lot of chronic pain and I'm always dealing with spasticity and things like that. So during the day, I'm just trying to stay comfortable um, and trying to stay as positive as possible because a lot of the time I feel like I have a codependent or codependent body with an independent mind. Like ever, ever since I was a kid, when I was 10 years old, my dad and mom pulled me aside and they basically gave me a their their version of a pep talk by saying, you have a permanent disability, you're going to be in the chair the rest of your life. Your life is going to be really difficult. You're going to have to prove yourself three times as much as the average person, but you're still going to do really awesome things. And if you put your mind to something, you can get it done. And I have to give them a lot of credit. Throughout my childhood and even into my adulthood, my family and friends have really tried to make my life as independently Ryan as they could. I mean, 99% of the things in my life that occurs on a regular basis, I need help with uh, with it. But there are things that I can do on my own, and I really enjoy to do those things. Um, and I take a lot of pride in them. Yeah. And one of them is stand-up comedy, because when it comes to stand-up comedy, I might need a caregiver to help me get dressed for the show and help me uh, prepare and help me get to the show. But once I'm at the show and I'm on stage, it's just me, the mic, and the crowd, and there's no better feeling in the world than being able to create laughter and turning somebody's mediocre day into a good day or good day into a really good day or... Or shitty day into an even shittier day, <laughs> depending on what kind of personality they have or the subject matter of the material. So, because comedy is subjective, you're not going to make everybody laugh all the time, even though I take it upon myself to try and do that. Um, it's not going to happen all the time, and that's just one thing you have to realize in the stand-up comedy game is sometimes you got to tell jokes for yourself, even if... Even though you're telling them out loud to an audience. Yeah. Do you think having the support of your family and your parents, the way they that you were raised, had a lot to do with getting into stand-up comedy? Or Yeah. I do, because my parents uh, are naturally just funny people, and they, they, they showed me that I could use humor to deflect some of the pain and the, and the stares and the, the criticism from others. Or the, um, I don't know how to describe this in words to able-bodied people. Um, uh, the, just the difficulties uh, that I had growing up. Because you got to remember that my body might have been disabled, but my mind, I was still just a kid that wanted to be in, like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I wanted to run outside and play, get dirty, like fall off the jungle gym, like, uh, like, do all that stuff and there there were a lot of the time where whether it be my disability or the activity they're doing or the weather I couldn't do a lot of it so 
uh, I, I tell people all the time, if it wasn't for stand-up comedy, I'd probably be dead by now because it just gave me a purpose. It gave me a reason to keep going, and it's enabled me to meet and work with and gain friendships that I never thought would be possible. So, And one example is yourself, Angie, and getting to meet you and then having the opportunity to offer you employment and then work with you and and spend time with you and and not only that but then do shows together uh, it's been really awesome so thanks ryan i've always had a really good time with you too and we're not just saying it for the podcast in no, case you're wondering it's definitely we legitimately <laughs> enjoy each other's <laughs> company and we working for you ryan was definitely um my favorite job hear that people <laughs> hear that so next time i'm posting a job looking for a career I'm not so bad to work with. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, you're great to work it's with. It's been you're on awesome. record now. <laughs> it's on record. Mm. It's on record. So what, what, Ryan, what keeps you motivated when you don't feel like getting out there and doing stand-up? What, what keeps you motivated? The, the remembrance of what stand-up does, not only for myself, but for what it does to, for other people like the the other performers, the show bookers, the audience, like everybody. I mean, it's just such a freeing experience. I mean, everybody talks about like free speech and being able to say whatever you want and all that stuff. But when you can do that and then on top of that, make people laugh and like, release endorphins that physically benefit their health. It's a pretty fucking cool thing, you know? It is a pretty cool thing. So I just remind myself that I might be in excruciating pain, and I have at times, Angie, you've witnessed them Mm -hmm. firsthand where I've been physically in the hospital and I've had to uh, check myself out of the hospital against doctor's orders to go do a show just because... They need me, or the headliner didn't show up, or they're one comic short. I'm going to be that guy that shows up. It's like, I always wanted to be a superhero as a kid. So as lame as it sounds, I feel like I'm Bruce Wayne turning into Batman. (laughs) Except I'm not near as rich as Bruce Wayne, nor do I have the cool shit that Batman has. But it's kind of like that thing where Gotham needs me, I'm going to show up. Yeah. You are, you know, you're dedicated. You are one of the most dedicated people that I've ever met. And it's always, it's always fascinated me just where your motivation comes from. And I just, I also wondered, is there like a favorite time that you can remember that you've performed? Is there anything that stands out? Um, again, uh, this story is going to, it doesn't involve a show that I did. It involves an experience that I had with another comedian. Um, and it was really, really early on in my career because I've been doing stand-up for over 20 years now. And this is like year two, year three of my career. Um, my favorite comedian growing up uh, was Billy Connolly. He's a Scottish uh, stand-up comedian. And I highly recommend checking out his stuff online and his movies and such because he's just an amazing person. Um, But I really liked his style of stand-up comedy because he... I've always had 
an ability to talk, hence the podcast. And I've always been the rambly type of person where I can go on forever and <laughs> forget that I've talked for the last 40 minutes. And, um, and he is the type of comedian that he performs that way. Like, all his jokes, he doesn't tell, like, uh, premise, uh, set-up punchline jokes. He tells, like, long-winded stories that he forgets halfway through that he hasn't finished that story that he told seven minutes ago. <laughs> but he always goes back to the exact point that he stopped telling the story and when he goes back to it, which uh, has always impressed me because his performances are more like... Uh, going to a French festival or a theater because they're very, like, um, he doesn't even use a regular mic most of the time. He mm -hmm. just walks around with the lapel or a head mic. So it's like a really cool TED Talk kind of thing. And, um, yeah, so I already always gravitated to him. And I had a chance, like, early on in my career to go see him perform at the Queen Elizabeth Theater in Vancouver and uh, I went with a friend of mine who was also a, a big Billy Connolly fan, and we went to the show. The show was awesome, as we expected, and then, as per normal, after the show, I usually wait for the audience to clear out before I, I make my exit, just because I don't want to run people over, because <laughs> ICBC doesn't pay me to, or doesn't want me to insure my wheelchair, so. Mm -hmm. And blood's hard to get off, so. Um, <laughs> You're going to ask me if I know, but the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyway, uh, he went to the bathroom after the show, and I was waiting for him, and he was taking forever. So I was like, what's going on? And I was really starting to wonder if he was okay. And then he finally comes back, and he's got, like, this big grin on his face, and he's like, do you want to meet him? And I was like, what do you mean, do you, do you want to meet him? He's like, do you want to meet Billy? And I'm like, don't screw with me, because you know how much Billy means to me. He's like, no, 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 man. Like, I was literally going to the bathroom. The guy in the stall next to me was wearing a nice suit, so I asked him what he did. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, I happen to be his manager. And then his bu my buddy told him about me and that I was in a wheelchair and I was a comic and all the good points that makes people gravitate towards something. <laughs> he gave him the Cole's notes, I guess, yeah. of who I was. And then told him I was a big fan, and then he said to go outside and wait for Billy. Um, now, here's the thing. It was the, in the middle of, like, fall slash winter, and it was cold as hell outside. But I was so excited about the show that I ran outside um, barefoot, no shoes on, no jacket, because I was just excited about going to this show because I figured going downstairs, going to my van, going from the van to the show... Like, I don't have to worry about the elements outside. Yeah. So I didn't expect to have to wait outside for, like, an hour and a half after the show to meet my all-time hero. But you know what? <laughs> when you're quadriplegic and your legs don't work, you're worth ri it's worth risking frostbite because <laughs> my feet don't work anyway. So. <laughs> your feet don't work. I have lectured you so many times about wearing socks and shoes. Yeah. So is your mother. <laughs> yes. And my mom, my mom and her bridge club are going to be shitting about that right now. So, um... They're always giving me heck. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just waited outside, and there was this guy outside the uh, the venue too, and he had a whole bunch of Billy Conway merchandise, and it was like records, DVDs, um, books, pictures, and he was waiting for them to get signed. 
and there are other people in the lineup too. And, but this guy in the lineup um, was going down, and he's like, "You're number one, you're number two, like all this." Like he was the man in charge, but he was just another Billy Connolly super fan. And he gets to me, and he's like, "You're number fifty-seven or whatever." And I was like, "I don't care if I'm like number two thousand and seventy-two. Like I'm still gonna wait and meet Billy." Well, we're waiting, and finally Billy comes out, and he bulls this guy over that's holding all this stuff, and he makes a beeline directly at me, and he's walking really fast, and he's got this, like, stern look on his face, and I thought, oh, shit, first of all, that was hilarious, watching that guy's stuff go everywhere and get <laughs> him getting knocked over because he was a prick anyway, and number two, I'm like, why does Billy look pissed off walking towards me? Like, what's going on? And yeah. then he looks at me and goes, you're the funny fucking cripple in a wheelchair. Now, anyone <laughs> that knows me knows that I hate the word cripple. I don't even like using it on myself. Um, I consider it the disabled N-word. Um, so, normally I take offense to that. But now, this is my fucking hero calling me a funny fucking cripple. I'm okay with it, you know? I'm just like, <laughs> fuck yeah. And I say it out loud... In front of all these people, oh my god, Billy Conway just called me a funny fucking cripple. And now everybody's laughing and and he and he looks at me and goes, You funny, huh? And I'm like, I think I am. He's like, say something funny. And to this day, I don't know what I said. I keep trying to think people I t <laughs> I've told this story a few times and people always ask me, Well what did you what say did to you him? Say? Yeah. And to this day, I don't fucking remember. And I know it might be because of the medical marijuana <laughs> that I can't remember but um, I can't remember it but I remember saying whatever I said and then he looked at me and it was like three or four seconds of silence and I'm like please laugh please laugh and then he just doubled over laughing and I was like oh thank god because I, I, I didn't want to look like a fucking moron in front of him but you made him laugh. Yeah, and then, uh, like, we, we can get into the story into the n next episode, but there there was more to the story, and I explained to him why he meant so much to me and what his existence and his art form and his ability to do things in the art form did for my life. I was able to have that conversation with him, and it was easily one of the highlights of my life. Uh... And that was probably the best uh, show I've ever done. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that to amazing. this point in my career anyway. Yeah. If I get to perform for like Rosario Dawson or Natalie Emanuel and they do the same thing and then they tell me that I can marry them after, that'll probably be the best show of my life. <laughs> I don't need to marry both. I'm just saying one or the other. Yeah. Would be okay with me. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know who Nanway Manuel is, she played Asante in the Game of Thrones. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. We should do some shout outs. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, shout let's outs. do it. All right, we want to do some shout outs to a couple uh, businesses. Uh, the first one is uh, the Yucca Tree Cafe, uh, 1347 Johnston Road in White Rock. Amazing food. Absolutely amazing. I eat there all the time. It's a mom and pop shop. They're some of the nicest people. 
they're so nice that the last two Christmases they bought me Christmas presents and I, I don't even know these people outside of like eating in the restaurant all the time. So it just goes to show how much they care about their their customers and how much effort they put in their food. By the way, all their food is homemade too, so and you're never gonna be disappointed with anything on the menu. It's all made with love. And that's one of the reasons I love that place so much. So Nice. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Go check out the, the Yucca Tree Cafe. Yeah. Um, we also want to shout out to the Laughing Barber. Darwin at the Laughing Barber uh, on Instagram, if you want to look him up. Yes. Darwin's actually a comedian friend of, of uh, Angie and I's, but he is also a professional barber who has amazing skill that I can attest to because uh, he helps me groom my wonderful beard and it keeps my uh, beast from Beauty and the Beast appearance away from general audiences when he needs <laughs> to. So he's wonderful at his job. Not only that, but he's a really funny dude, and he will always give you a good cut. So please check out The Laughing Barber on Instagram and book an appointment today. Awesome. Yeah, and um, we also want to give a little plug for us as well. We're going to figure out how to set up donations or sponsorships, um, and uh, we're going to get that rolling. But in the meantime, if you do want to support the podcast, you're welcome to send an e-transfer to wipeasspodcast at gmail.com. That is wipeasspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> wipeasspodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can send us feedback, emails, um, money. We will take it. <laughs> Ryan's gone into spastic laughter. Just no dick pics, please. No dick pics, please. Please, no dick uh, pics. Yeah. <laughs> no. Ryan, do you want to talk about any upcoming shows that you've got? Um, I'm sure if we got time. Uh, yeah. I, I am going to be performing for the wonderful Susie Rossum at the Keto Caveman Cafe. Um, next, not this Friday, but next Friday, I believe it's November 6th, if I got my dates right, if we release this in time. Um, and also, I have a show on November 20th at the White Heart Pub. But all my show information and show details and where to buy tickets and all that jazz can be found on RyanLachance.com. That's RyanLachance.com. So. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, do we have enough time uh, for me to ask you a couple questions, Angie? I think so. I think so. I'm ready for you. What do you got for me, Ryan? Question number one. Why did you decide to do this podcast with me from your own personal uh, perspective? Well, uh, do you remember about a year ago when we were like, we, we were just in, in deep conversation and we were like, we should start a podcast. And how many times we've had that same conversation in the past year. It's true. And then you called me. You actually called me uh, about two months ago. Um, and Well, you texted me and you said, we, we really got to Yeah, consider- nobody calls anymore. <laughs> nobody, nobody calls anymore. <laughs> we don't want to hear your voice. We just want to see your words. <laughs> yeah, don't bother me. Um, but yeah, you, you texted me and you were like, we should really do this podcast. And I just, I, I enjoy spending time with you so much. And I think that Aww. it's really cool that we get to like open up your world a little bit and like let people into it, you know? I wish the other ladies felt that way about me. 
Maybe this podcast dog should give me a date. Who oh, knows? Ryan, you have many, many <laughs> ladies who care a lot about you. <laughs> yeah, well, none enough. Anyway. <laughs> You'll take more. You'll always yeah. take more. Awesome. More. awesome. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I love spending time with you. And I think this is a great way for us to, you know, mm. spend some time together, have some fun, you know, get the uh, word out there about your shows and about your lifestyle. And mm. I think you're inspirational. And you always cringe when I say that. There's that word again. I do. Uh. I think you're inspirational. And I think, you know, people would agree with me. So, yeah, that's why I want to do the podcast. Awesome. Well, I agree with 85% of what you said, but the last part, <laughs> I'm still kind of iffy about. Anyway, um, my other question is, uh, if you were given the opportunity to work with or open for or have clothes for you, any comedian on the planet, who would it be and why? Oh, man. I don't even know if I should answer this question because it could open up a whole can of worms. Basically, because I'm going to critique whoever you say. Probably. Well, no, because yeah. it used to be um, for like 10 years, it used oh, to be Chris D'Elia. Oh, shit. I, I, and I would love to have opened for him. Way I, to cause drama on the first I, podcast. I, 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 I don't think we should get into it, honestly, but I <laughs> that's that's who my dream was for many, many years, and that was kind of... Yeah, that that's not the case anymore, unfortunately, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. I'm so confused because so many people, there's lots of people that I've looked up to, and then they say, never meet your heroes, right? And then. Well, I met mine and it turned out pretty damn it cool. It turned out pretty good, yeah. Yeah, you know, so I, it's not always true. I don't even know. But I wouldn't want you to meet Chris because he might get all. Well. <laughs> I'm gonna stop myself. You, you, I you. might stop myself there because I have met him. And spend time with them, and we'll just leave it at that. If you want to know more, you can email the podcast about it, and I'll think about talking about it in the future. But yeah, no, uh, I, don't I don't want to cause any trouble with anybody. So yeah, I hear you. I'm on the same page. On the same I wish page. I asked a better question. <laughs> <laughs> But that we we agreed it would be spontaneous. But that <laughs> might cause more interest for the podcast, so maybe this is a good thing. Well, uh, well, we'll see. We'll no see. news is bad news, they say. Yeah, we'll Unless see. you're Donald Trump, then it's all shit. But anyway, <laughs> um, fake news. That's fake news. Um, <laughs> Ryan's not in the wheelchair. It's fake news. He can actually walk. Yeah, that's a true story. No, I'm just kidding. No, you know what? I honestly don't even know. I'm still toying with the idea of getting back into stand-up. I've taken such a long break, even pre-pandemic, until the pandemic hit. And then I was like, I'm ready to get back on stage. And then the pandemic hit. No, I totally get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's my profession. And there's been times where I'm like, I should have became a lawyer. Like, I know that my mom would have been... Would have preferred if I had a more stable career, but she's really supportive. But there are times that I'm even like, should I, pardon me, should I keep doing this or should I um, do something else? And you know what? I'm 41 years old. I, I, I'm a night person. I enjoy comedy immensely. So why not keep doing it, right? And this podcast is, like I said, it's just in the outlet to share my uh, creative, 
whatever creative thoughts. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, just get creative. And to, and to keep the sadness dragons away. So keep the sadness uh, dragons away is important. We yes, do that. especially now when people are concerned with how much fucking toilet paper they have <laughs> in the house. Apparently there was a second wave of shortage of toilet yeah, paper. Yeah, my mom went to Costco the other day and they had no toilet paper. Oh my God. Of all the places in the world you would expect to have toilet paper would be fucking Costco, but no, they didn't have toilet paper. Oh and you know what? You know what, people? I have to pay for gloves for my caregiver to work. Stop buying the fucking gloves. Watch your hands. Let me buy the gloves. So my caregivers can use them when they work for me safely and everybody's happy. And so I don't have to pay $400 for a fucking box of gloves because people charge whatever the fuck they want it's for it. It's pretty ridiculous when you see people wearing gloves and then they're like touching their face and like, yeah. you know, putting, You're not putting even their, using taking them their properly. gloves off with their teeth and like, yeah. It's like someone walking around with a condom on just because it's Tuesday and they went for a walk and it's nice and sunny outside. Yeah, it's not what you use them for. They say that the as far as like the PPE and stuff like that, gloves and masks are at like the bottom. The biggest thing is staying away from people, like social distancing and yeah. washing your hands. Yeah. And like I, I'm 100% for the masks. I totally get it. But that's you. You still have to be responsible in wearing your mask and your yeah. and your gloves. And there's people like you who depend on getting those gloves and yeah. You know, and I have to pay for pay for them personally, not the government. Does not pay for shit, yeah. people. Everybody that thinks that my life is easy and the government just pays for everything, it's a fucking lie. They don't pay for shit. And when they do, it takes forever for them to get you the stuff that they do pay for. Yeah. So if you think my life is easy, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> easy, easy, Ryan. We want people to listen. <laughs> You're like, not those people. <laughs> not those people. I don't want those people listening at They all. know who they are. <laughs> But seriously, yeah, life is what you make it. I, I live with, everybody makes fun of me because they, they say I sound like Ellen DeGeneres when I say this, but I often uh, leave, leave my shows and leave my Facebook statuses and my Twitter posts and everything else by saying, remember to be good to each other. And I think that's really important right now because we're in a position in the world right now where people, even though we're supposed to stay isolated from each other and have social distancing. This is when we need each other the most. Yeah. It's times like right now. Oh, so. for sure. Remember to laugh. Remember that we're all the same human race and just be good to each other. Like, seriously, it's not that difficult. You know, that's actually a great way to wrap up the podcast because we are nearing or we promised we'd keep it to half hour and uh, we are nearing <sighs> that time frame. So is there anything else we want to let people know the first episode? keep listening and I hope you enjoy and if you have any comments questions or concerns you could email Angie or you could go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to do is up to you <laughs> but um, thank you for listening thanks for listening guys bye bye <laughs> <laughs> was that a good bell yeah it felt awesome <laughs> i feel better now all right <laughs>